Hi, everyone, and welcome to TrailerCast. I am Elise Snipes, your host, and just general human enthusiast. Super excited to be here today with you. And if you hear anything in this trailer cast conversation with Crystal today, it's that this really is meant to be a shared experience. Our lives, our journey, this podcast, all of it. And I don't know how else to express that, but I think you're going to hear that in the conversation that I get to have with Crystal. And when she wrote in, she was talking about what to do with visibility and the terrifying experience of what happens when you say yes to a conversation to be on a podcast and let other people hear it. So like many of you, she has been a longtime listener and is here on the show as a very special guest. I am super thrilled to get to share with you conversation with Crystal. Cheers. glad we're here yes and i'm glad i'm so it's you're the first coach i get to talk to so i'm excited it's exciting i actually um got to listen to the first episode this morning um and i was like (gasps) so i was super excited (laughs) i had so many moments i was like i I feel all of these things (laughs) totally that's like I think that that's what happens when we show up as just really as ourselves, then I think we all identify because it's such a Mm -hmm. common human experience. Yeah. And it's crazy because like, you know, in my business, I've noticed that I get a ton more engagement when I focus on my personal stories instead of that typical Mm -hmm. thing you hear where it's like, um, okay, talk to that one person that you can think of. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to talk about the stuff that I've been through and the ways that I got through it and then connect that way. I hear you. That feels like um, you're coming alongside me. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And that feels so approachable. Like, oh, I I do want to hear what you have to say. And and maybe that helps me on my journey too. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, I see that. I see myself in that because I've been there. But it's not, it doesn't feel manufactured. Mm. It's more along the lines of, okay, she gets it. Yes. Yeah. I think we're, I myself included, I think we're all a pretty quick read when it comes to what feels manufactured Mm -hmm. or just produced for social media, where it's like, yeah, I just, that's like cringeworthy, Mm -hmm. cringeworthy to me where I'm like, well, I struggle with that stuff too. And I think that's where, like when I'm creating content, I'm like, like it just won't come out and I can't figure out how to get it, how to like word it right. And I can't find the right thing I want to focus on. And then suddenly I'm, you know, just going through, one of my own memories and I'm like, Oh, that's it. <laughs> yes. That's so cool. I like that you keep going though. Yes. Right. Because I think a lot of times it's like, Oh, fine. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. anything. It's like, Oh wait. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, and I've had, I've thing. had times like that for sure. Cause there's been a whole mm-hmm. bunch of like, I'm, I'm super present and I'm super visible. And then I'm like, Oh, I'm too visible. That's enough now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 You actually mentioned that mm-hmm. in your prompt. There was something you said terrifyingly visible. Yes. And it would you, Talk to me about that. Yeah, so something recently that I have started to really hone in on and figure out where my personal expertise lies is in Mm, like mm. figuring out, okay, what is that emotional block? Like, what is that thing that's getting in your way? And when I signed up with my coach that I'm working with now, um, Mm -hmm. we kind of got into that. And I, I don't remember what I was doing when it like 
clicked in my head that I was like, oh my God, it's visibility. That's why I keep doing this whole, I'm going to show up. Oh, that's enough now. Um, and I convinced myself yeah. it's other things. And what I was so concerned about was, well, if I get too visible, then all these people that I don't want to see me are going to show up and they're going to feel yes. entitled oh, to yes. me. And then I had to have that shift mm -hmm. of, but I don't have to let them because like boundaries are a thing. <laughs> Sometimes, right. sometimes they're a thing. <laughs> right, and frankly, social media has a handy dandy block button. <laughs> so, you know, totally, yeah. If somehow totally. they do show up, then whatever. Yeah, did they? Did they no. show up? <laughs> no, this, this is my brain manufacturing okay. things. No, yeah. but, right? But, but it helps us when we go back to feel like, well, was the thing that I was mm -hmm. anticipating, um, was it valid? Like, did it happen? Yeah. And if it's not, then the next time I'll say, okay, well, last time it didn't go the way that I thought. So what if I went with that this time? What mm -hmm. if I led with maybe that thing won't happen right. rather than maybe that thing will right. happen. And it's yeah. like this one degree shift towards repatterning what we begin to expect as possible. I love that you said repatterning. Cause that's something that I've identified too, is that I, once I can identify what the emotional block is, I'm really good at keeping myself from like staying in the default, right? Because yeah. it's so comfortable yeah. and it's something I'm so you know familiar with that it's going to come up. Yes. It doesn't ever go away completely, but it pops up occasionally, but I've built that skill to recognize when I've shifted into it and then I can mm -hmm. go, Oh wait, no, I don't live there anymore. <laughs> Never mind. Right. I'm going to switch back over now. Right. That's really cool. Cause that's like, that's a really special process that a lot of times we think we only have like one mm -hmm. um, part of the monologue. We just have one voice. So it's just all my thoughts are mine and there's no alternative narrative. And so to hear you say that not only do you know that there's multiple ways in which I can look at something, multiple strengths, multiple assets and resources I can like dip into. I also recognize what's not mm -hmm. mine. So yeah. that's, that's, I love that. That's powerful. Well, and exactly that not mine piece. That's like the core of it though, because mm -hmm. it, you have to be able to say, okay, I have this emotional block and I've been really drawn to like yeah. um, home renovation, home improvement style wording lately. Right. And totally. I'm like, okay, all of these bricks that I've built these walls with, those aren't even mine. Those yeah. were people, those came from people that cared about me. Some that, you know, just kind of passed through my life. And they were like, hey, this mm -hmm. thing right here is what's going to make your life the best it could possibly be. You have to have it. No, I'm not, I'm not saying no, you have yes. to take it and build your wall out of it. And then I'm looking at this yep. huge wall and I'm like, but the ocean's over there and I like the ocean. <laughs> Oh, totally. Totally. And I think people really appreciate that home renovation. People can, like, I mean, Chip and Joe fan over right. here. So, like, I think we can all, yeah, Ship like, lap. identify with, like, <laughs> and even, yeah, or totally. Yes. That, and also um, Queer Eye. Do you watch Queer Eye? Oh, my Queer God. Eye that all? show is like medicine for okay. me. <laughs> it, yes. Isn't it? Whenever no, I'm, I, literally, I needed I'm like, it in this quarantine, yeah. I was like, mm -hmm. yes. Yes. Yeah. I just I like just cry every every single yep. show and I'm just like it is soul it is soulful and it's it's a internal mm -hmm. renovation right and so there's so much application between what is happening externally and internally and all of those different types of shows where there's transformation are just like yeah this is so yeah good. and it's so funny because yes. I've and, and my quarantine has been very different than the majority of people's because I'm an essential worker right mm -hmm. so I've been going to work pretty much every day I've had okay. more days off from work than I normally do which I feel like yeah. I so needed and I'm so glad I had them but wow. it was really hard yeah. to figure out okay how do I balance my own emotions in the process of these same emotions that everybody else seems to be having when they're trapped in the house wow. where I'm not trapped in the house 
right? But I'm still so, going so through say that same more on stuff. That. What, yeah, yeah. So what's your what is your essential position? I am a bank manager. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's been so fun. Yeah. It's interesting because for um, there it was hard at first when that came out, like, well, who's essential mm -hmm. and waiting for like, is, am I getting called in? Am I not essential? That word is so triggering. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? I'm not essential. Yeah. Like I'm like, but, yeah. So what was it like for you to be an essential worker and to have to show up and be exposed to the public? Draining. Um, it okay. was really hard okay. at first. Um, and you know, I, I just, it took me a minute to allow myself to lean into the fact that it sucked and just admit mm. that I did not enjoy all of that was going on. The fact that everybody's emotions, you know, you, you can only see essential workers when you're out. Right. So all of your frustration yeah. is handed to them and we're oh. all at work going, I didn't ask for any of this. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just doing my job. <laughs> and, and I get totally. that you're going through this, but you're not alone. And I'm experiencing the pandemic yeah. too in an altered you know, job way, because we made adjustments and they were massive. They were fast. They, they were been constantly shifting. Um, the amount of emotional and mental flexibility that it's taken has been so enormous. And at first totally. I was like, well, I have a job. Yeah. Right. So I'm not allowed to have the same level of upset as everybody else is. And then yeah. I was like, what, but wait, like my emotions are mine and they don't discount anybody yes. else's, but nobody else's discount mine either. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, um, I can think of when we did go like to the grocery store or go to places where we, I don't say had to go like, but we, where we were going right. and to watch the, how, there's so much rudeness. Like I was kind of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like these people are away from their families. Like, mm -hmm. like this is so scary. And and to see that sometimes what gets knocked out of people is just like viscerally, like yes. really yes. nasty, so vile. And I think I think a lot of it comes from I can't admit that what's going on is as intense as it is because if I do, I can't handle it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to totally. say, nope, you're wrong. And I think you're trying to hype me up. And then I'm going to take it out totally. on anybody who falls in line with the idea of it's as intense mm -hmm. as it actually is. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Sublimation, right. right? Like, it's just, I'll just push that here. Right. And what I'm really mad about is that there isn't what I need at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. That's clearly, like, what's yeah. acceptable for me to be angry I mean, at. Don't Not, get me wrong. I, I like a lot of different kinds of cheeses. And I like ranch dressing of a specific <laughs> brand. <laughs> got other things to focus my emotions on what's your brand what's your what's your interesting brand <laughs> the original Valley, none of the right? other okay i thank ones. you the thick the creamy yeah. i agree with you i'm also old school i get it in the double pack from costco yeah. so <laughs> you always have to have a backup as soon as you put one in yeah, the fridge you get absolutely more. one in the fridge one in the pantry and my husband, yeah, my husband it. knows it too and he'll go to the grocery store and he comes home I'm like how did you know <laughs> You're like, it's love language. It's like better than flowers. Exactly. Bring me the ranch dressing. Exactly. The, yeah. the ranch dressing and the mac and cheese. Yeah, no, that's that's I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we can have a whole episode on that. I love, I love yeah. mac and cheese. I, I like tell my kids I'm like making it for them. And I'm like, this is like, this is a double win. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. So tell me what you, what do you want to like work on in real time together? What do you want to throw on the table? The visibility, the coaching space. What's what? your life today yeah. anything um that's 
That is such a broad question. And it's one of those where like, I've Mm -hmm. always defaulted to freezing. um, When somebody Mm -hmm. asks me like, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What are your dreams? That kind of thing. Right. Because for the longest time, I I couldn't even admit to myself what my dreams were. So I was like, I don't don't know. And then I'd like, just work my way up the corporate ladder in my current job. Be like, oh yeah, that's my dream. Yeah. It's just the okay. logical. Are you step. freezing now? A little bit, because it's, it's like I don't okay. know where. I don't know what to focus on. Suddenly, you ask me, you know, yeah. what I got going on. I'm like, I don't even know my own life. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I don't know where am I? What's my name? I right, don't I don't know what yeah. I do all day. Totally. Totally. I feel that the similar process, and then I go to the doctor, and I'm like, I don't know why I'm here. Like, I there's all these things I could have told my husband mm. were going on, but now I'm at the doctor, and I get like white coat weirdness, mm. where I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay, so one thing you could do is you could pay attention to where you feel the freeze in your body, and then where do you feel some motion or something that's kind of like coming up, it's getting activated, getting turned on. And you can think about, oh, because you have mm-hmm. both. We we have both a freeze mm-hmm. and we have motion. I've never heard it put quite that way, but yeah, I can definitely, it's, it's funny because my legs keep like moving around and almost into like a, a braced position for a race, right? Um, yeah. But like in yeah. my core, I kind of feel like heavy and tight and it's like, <laughs> Okay, cool. Okay. Okay. So let's start with the legs ready to run a race. Where does that, where is that also true in your life where you're like poised, ready to go, just literally pull the trigger. I'm, I'm definitely on my business. Um, I, okay. I'm like, I feel like I'm chomping at the bit almost. And I'm like, I just want to just want it to be where I want it to be. Right. And I keep Mm -hmm, having mm -hmm. to remember that there's a process and it takes steps and and things like that. And as I come up with programs and and masterclasses and things like that, I get so excited about it. And then, and then that freeze comes in a lot of times because as soon Mm -hmm. as I develop, I'm like, yes, this is the thing. Everybody needs it. we got to do it. And then it's like, uh, better talk about some other things. <laughs> okay. So I feel confident and in motion and, re- and just like I'm in the right spot and I've got something that's valuable and something that can, and this is in a, your coaching business. This is not for the right. bank to be right. clear. Okay. And then as soon as it's happening, something starts to move up and then this is what this is shrinking doubt. What is the mm-hmm. space up top that gets stuck? A lot of it, it's, it starts to get stuck kind of in like my lungs and heart area. And if it makes it past that often, it gets stuck in my throat. And I did this interesting exercise with a coach a couple weeks ago that was like Mm -hmm. transformational for me where I got to slide back Mm -hmm. on my own personal timeline and Mm -hmm. identify why I feel like where, like where, just like you're doing, where, where, where do you feel it? And it was in my throat and I was like, and it was like, take it out. What does it look like? What is it telling you? That kind of thing. And I still struggle, even though, you know, I've identified what's going on. So I'm still in that. I'm like in the middle of the process of working through this one because at, I went back to like 17. Right. And around 17 Mm -hmm. is when it became super duper clear that I was not going to fall within the expected vision that my family had for my adult life, just because it didn't resonate with me. Um, But Mm -hmm. I still kept trying to put myself in that box of, okay, I'll try to go to college. 
and then not going and then trying again and then not going and then trying again and then not going. Um, and then I feel like I've spent a lot of my adult life repenting for that by becoming successful in corporate America. <laughs> Fascinating word, repenting yeah. too. That's an inter- that's a lot of religious connotation yeah. there. Is, is that a part of your story at all? Not, not really. Um, I, I don't personally identify with um, any kind of organized religion. Um, and I never really mm-hmm. have. Um, much to my mother's chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps going, but are you sure? <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, mom, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we were never a very religious family either. And so I, I have studied religion from like an outside thing. Mm-hmm. And I more resonate with like, there is, there's a universal, like, frequency right and it's not just us because that's too that's too easy (laughs) there's too many things that happen for me to be able to reconcile that it's just us doing everything um and so you know manifestation and um i don't quite resonate with like spirit but um like the divine that kind of thing but i don't cool that has been something that has probably been a little bit interesting for me in the past year or two as I've started to go, okay, that's what it is. Because for a while I just yeah. identified myself as atheist. Cause I was like, I don't believe in any of that stuff. So like, obviously sure. that's the box I fit in. Right. But there we go with those yeah. boxes again. Clearly, <laughs> Yeah. I'm in the other right. box. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, what it, what has been, what I've realized recently with that is I, I think the best way I can explain it is this, like the first time that you like smell cookies baking in the mm-hmm. oven, you know, you're like, oh my God, it smells so good. Like that is, that's everything I want. And the next time that you smell cookies baking, you're like, oh my gosh, that's cookies baking. Like I know that because I smelled that before. And I think, and, and there's no mistaking that. You're not like, maybe that's Brussels sprouts. <laughs> like that, could, it, it could, it's like, it's not, it's, there's no way it could be. We know it's chocolate chip right. cookies. Okay. And, and I think that that's how I, also become aware of the divine mm. is I, I know what that feeling is. And I, when I know it, I'm like, that's, that's, that's the divine. Mm-hmm. That's whatever the name that we're going to use for that. But I'm like, I, I, there's no mistaking it. My whole body responds. My whole body reacts. Every part of me knows when I'm encountering something that feels bigger than me, bigger than sacred, whatever. Again, the, the nominally it's really in, inconsequential to me, but the experience feels irrefutable yeah. when it's just like, oh, it's that. Yeah, absolutely. There it is. And I've, I've had that a couple <laughs> different times, which is why it's just like, okay, I can't just say to myself that, you know, I'm open to money coming to me. And then literally later that day, there's a check in my mailbox and, and be yeah. like, oh, that was just me. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Gosh, yeah. So those, those moments are so yeah. cool. Yeah. When they, so it's good. Okay. Okay. So the... The legs are ready. The voice, the other thing, chakra. Do you look at ever at the energy levels or chakra levels? I have not gotten too far into that. I've started to make myself a little bit more aware of it. I have not done enough research to know anything of it. Um, but the coaches that I work with um, talk a lot about them. And that's kind of where I'm recognizing, okay, there's definitely, yeah. definitely a tight. Because it's not like a sore throat. It's almost like, like a muscle constriction mm-hmm. type thing. Completely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
there, there's an interesting if we like like an old projector screen if we layered multiple um, sheets on there we could see there's multiple things going on and so we would look through at your first at your physical body and how it's presenting it's like oh my throat feels mm-hmm. tight okay and we're gonna like layer on my emotional awareness on that and like the somatic experience of what I believe that my voice is trying to communicate um, and then you can also add on this like additional like chakra space it's it's a very, it's super interesting I like to nerd out on it um, but it's it's talking about that actual throat chakra is like the voice of the body mm. and <laughs> that when it is in balance and open that it's how we bring our personal truth into the world yep <laughs> and that's and that's definitely that and that's something part of why i'm like yeah that's definitely where it is and it almost like you know when it when i feel the like heaviness in here it's all it almost feels like a traffic mm-hmm. jam all stopped right here Oof. Right. Yeah. And because mm-hmm. it's like it's okay. it's like it's a bunch of balloons, but really heavy balloons. But they're they're still yes. rising up, but yeah, they're all yeah. stuck Great right visual. here. Mm-hmm. And that's why it starts mm-hmm. to you know take over my whole core as well. And okay. there's definitely been, and I posted about it recently, which had my grandmother texting me like, "You're not about to go off on Facebook, right?" <laughs> but <laughs> I posted something recently that was like my authenticity will hurt your feelings period Mm. and Mm. i cannot continue to shy away from working through my own stories at the sake of potentially identifying somebody that i care about as a contributor to that pain whether they intended it or not and i've definitely done that a lot um throughout my life with especially my close family if there's situations that maybe they unintentionally Mm -hmm. cause me emotional Mm -hmm. harm I'm like, oop, we'll just not, we'll just not dig into that one. We'll just move on from that because totally, I don't want to hurt their feelings, and I don't want to, you know. And there's voice mm-hmm. again, right? I won't yeah. say anything. I won't use my voice to speak the yeah. truth. Yeah, because when I've done that, it turns into, a... well, I guess I'll just shut up. I was like, wait, no, hold on, wait, what? <laughs> so it gets hard, and I'm, I'm trying to still reconcile myself with just because mm-hmm. I'm ready to process it doesn't necessarily mean there has to be a conversation with the other person about it. You're right. Because how right. they react can completely mm-hmm. take over the progress that I was making working through it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's been something yes. that's been coming up recently for me. Yep. So that's, I think that's almost where I, I see, I see that it's, I see grace, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel like if our work was contingent upon other people being ready for this work, we would never find healing. Yeah, There's just, like, no one would get healed because everyone would just be like, well, I guess my dad's not ready for that mm-hmm. conversation, so I'll never be okay. And I think that's just such a fallacy. So I can have all, all of the healing, awareness, understanding, conversations, and necessary spilling of my words without the party that originally injured yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done that some I've done that, right. Yeah. I've done that in some areas. And sometimes it does require a conversation. Um just mm-hmm. because like it, it's that's the block, right? To eventually moving on. But mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that every situation does that. Um and I've done that in some situations with my biological father because I don't speak to him. I and I haven't for a very long time. Yeah. And I've yeah. still in the last few years been able to go into those mental emotional memories and work through them, forgive Mm -hmm. him and understand that it didn't mean that there was malice behind it. It was just his personal 
being and the way that he showed up and doing the best he can with whatever he had at the time, but it wasn't what I needed congruently. Yeah, they can both be true. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. Okay, so what if in that throat space when there's a traffic jam, what about like imagining like a little tiny conductor man or woman, Mm -hmm. right? And maybe they like, you can make an agreement and that little guy gets to go in and start directing traffic Mm. to very clearly communicate, hey, blue car up here to the left, red car up here to the right, you next. And you can, you that could be a visualization to get as detailed as possible about what your little conductor person looks like. Do they have signs? Do they have the orange vest? You know, like, and are they, do they have a bullhorn or are they, do they have a whistle? What are they doing to be able to drive that traffic forward? And then to even literally imagine like on that vehicle, maybe it's on the license plate, like the name of what it is that's leaving Mm. you. Yeah. So, well, and I just, I, it was interesting. I just like felt a little bit lighter as you were going through that. And, mm. and it definitely, it feels a little bit less intense uh, just thinking about Mm -hmm. that. And that's something that I definitely can take into because yeah. And that's, Mm -hmm. and that's right up there with, you know, what I try to do with the emotional blocks is once you can name them, that's mm-hmm. when you can really make the progress with them. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that mm-hmm. they're so damn sneaky. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> totally. I, it's like totally. Rumpelstiltskin all over again. They're like, no, you don't need to know my name. Go ahead. <laughs> Best of luck to guess uh, it. But once you do guess mm-hmm. it, you suddenly have all the power. Yeah. Now what you choose mm-hmm. to do with it is, on, is you know, other tools right. that come with that too. Um, which is something that I work through with my clients and it's something that I work through with myself every day too. Yes. Yeah. The more that we do within our own self, like the farther we're able to take the people we work mm-hmm. with, right? Cause we, we can also help to name what we can see like, Oh, I think, is it this, is it that? And it's, yeah, yeah. there's a reason that we stay in our own work. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So as things started to loosen for you, what was the new experience? What did it feel like in your body instead? It definitely feels like there's more of a pathway instead of just like the cement blocks are up and, you know, sorry, you got to detour somewhere else. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. much more of a pathway there. Um, yeah. There might, there's, there's still construction, but there's cones up and there's a lane open progress exactly cones up lane open yeah yeah the we put things into visuals so that we don't just get slammed with trying to find the words Mm -hmm. and i think that when we put things into the images they do begin to move right and so just for even for people like listening to to try that as an exercise, because also like you're not the only one who who feels that right. way. That's that's a massive. People get the tightening, the constricting in their throat. They get the like ooh, the churning mm-hmm. in the stomach and the shove, shove, shove. And so, being able to imagine a very clear space. And I like the idea of bringing in a conductor because when we feel like we have to do this work on our own, it can often feel like I don't know what the heck. What are we talking about? What is even happening right, right now? But when we know and we trust that there's someone whose job this is, like they know how to do this, then it just, it adds this extra piece of, oh no, this is going somewhere on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, and I have, um, I've recently started doing this exercise um, 
with my higher self where I literally, cause like outside on my front porch, I have a table and two chairs. And so I literally sit at my table and I close my eyes and then I envision my higher self sitting across from me. And we almost have like a meeting. Right. And I'll, yes. I'll get with her and I'll be, I'll talk with her and I'll be like, okay, what is it that, what is it that my clients need to know from me? What do I need? What, what do I need to go in? What's the right direction to go in? What's the, what's the perfect program for them? Okay. What are, you know, what do they need for to yeah. hear from me so that yeah. they can start their journey to the place that I am perfect. and beyond. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where can people find you if they want to work with you? Um, my business pages are on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I also have a website, but mm -hmm. Instagram and Facebook, it's inspire your damn self on both. <laughs> Oh, yes. I'm a little sassy. Oh, bring And my website is inspiredamnself.net. I'm obsessed right now. Yeah. It, it's, um, it's, it's funny because it wasn't the first name either. I, I, I started with some name that like somebody else gave to me and it was crystal was it clear you? coaching. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's funny. And then it, I was just like, this just that's is cute. not yeah, it's resonate. cute. Yeah, it's cute. And so I was yeah. like, okay, cool. That's cute. But you're like, like, this isn't cute. This yeah. is not it. This is not it. And then right. I created that's so um, rad. a journal and I was, and I called it yeah. my growth journal just because that was the like, question mm -hmm. process yes. that the language of the they time. all had a g yeah. and an mm -hmm. r like all the letters still mm -hmm. in the news yeah <laughs> uh which i still have it but um i was like yeah. oh, girls journal that doesn't mm. and then i came up with inspire your damn self one day and i was like oh my god that's it <laughs> I yeah, that's it. it. That, there's so, that, that's so much more like what you're yeah. doing rather than like a lot of people can do like crystal clear coaching, right. but this is different. Inspire your yeah. damn self is requires you. Yeah, and that's the thing that I'm because because I I title myself as a self realization coach, um, which also is cool. a title that has recently developed um, for me through yeah, working resurfaced. with my coach because mm -hmm. um, it started mm -hmm. as like a confidence coach and that sort of fit what I was trying to help people accomplish, but it didn't right. quite resonate all the way. And um, my coach had me do this exercise where I, I wrote down different titles that I have, and then I decided which ones did and didn't resonate with me and then changed them. And so I was writing out different adjectives and I started with like self embodiment or something like that. So I Googled it and I was like, yes, almost there. And then I found self-realization and I Googled it and it says to fulfill one's own potential. And I'm like, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing that's that it. I help that's women do is to First, figure out what on earth is your potential because we spend our lives yes. not allowing yeah. ourselves to look at that. Because if we look at it, we got to do something about it, right? <laughs> we mm -hmm. know it's there Looks and it's reachable. See, it's like, mm, yeah. Nope, yeah. this is good enough. And that's something that resonated yeah. with me a lot that Deanne was talking about was it's good enough, right? Yeah. It, it works yeah. well. Oof. I'm not suffering uh, actively, totally. but I am suffering. I'm just ignoring it. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm just calling it good. Right. Mm-hmm. That's so rad. Okay. I'm I'm obsessed that that's your business name. I think that that is so powerful. And because there's an element of the more you lean into who you truly are, like you're showing people, this is where I'm taking you. Like I'm not, this isn't going to be cute. This is going to be, this is going to be power. Right. This is going to be fire. So if you're the type of person who wants someone who is going to help you inspire your damn self, then like, it's very clear about what you're trying to do with people. It's like, this isn't a quiet work. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to do a bunch of love yeah. and lie. I mean, that comes into it occasionally, but that's not the, we're sure. going to get to the nitty gritty and we're going to call a spade a spade and just do it um, mm -hmm. and really get mm -hmm. into it. Um, 
And that's something that I seek in my coaches as well, is that kind of no BS approach when it's necessary. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it's like constant, Mm -hmm. you know, berating, but sometimes that's what you need. It's just a straight up, but what about this? Kicking the pants. Yeah. 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 That there is an element of like, when I have earned enough trust, Mm -hmm. then I can say something that is difficult to hear out of love, out of love for you to keep that there for you is, is really, it's to me, it's the antithesis Mm -hmm. of love. If I let you sit in your suffering, because I'm afraid to say something that's hard, then what am I, I'm not serving you. Yeah. Yeah. What is, what is Brown say to be clear is to be kind. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, in all the things and that, and that, it's so easy to attach that only to the the good feelings, but it's also true in the not so good and squishy feelings is that when you're clear about it, it is a service to that other person, not hurtful, Mm -hmm. but, Mm -hmm. but clear. And, and that's something that I think has, has resonated with me for a long time. And it's part of what I like about your podcast so much um, and part of why I knew, like when you started announcing that you were doing these, I was like, oh, that's so fun. I can't wait to listen to those. And then I was like, wait, applications are still open. Oh, I should, no, 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 no. That'd be too visible. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, but we take those things head on when we know what they are. So throw the application yeah. in. Worst she could do is say no. <laughs> yeah. What does it feel like now? You're here. You're visible. We are looking at each other. I know. Other. I'm like, this is still, it's, it's yeah. bizarre, but it also just feels so exactly what I needed today and exactly mm-hmm. where I was supposed to be today. Um, and, you know, I had a bunch of, a bunch of adrenaline before, like 15 minutes before all this. And I've been, I've been fine mm-hmm. all day. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be so awesome. It's going to be a good conversation. And then that adrenaline comes up and it's like, it's starting though. And so I sat and I was like, close your eyes. And I'm like looking at my Fitbit, like intentionally lowering my heart rate. I'm like, bring it down. Bring it down. Yeah. <laughs> or come in hot, you know, either way. Like that's the thing. Like when we get to show up as we are, but I do get the adrenaline. I also get that because it's like, oh, I'm so excited. Yes. What's going to happen? Who, who, you know, who's it going to be? What are we going to do? And the adrenaline speaks to me of like, um, makes me feel alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, in the last few years had gotten to do that reassigning it from, is it fear or is it excitedness? Is it anxious? Because mm-hmm. physiologically they feel the same. And so I can mm-hmm. mentally choose which one of those I want to assign to it. Totally. Doesn't mean it's going to go Based away. On what you call it. <laughs> but yeah. I cannot yeah. be afraid of it because I know that I feel like yeah. this when I go on roller coasters too, and I love roller coasters. So. Mm-hmm. Me too. So it's all good. I know. It is. Okay, so how visible do you feel right now? Percentage? Um, right now, probably like 85, 90% visible um, with, with like an asterisk next to it, right? Because this is only the first step of it. And I'm like, all right, this, mm. is, this is an intentional oh. visibility knowing that there is going mm-hmm. to be more visibility to go with it. Mm. And that's okay. Mm. And if it wasn't right, I wouldn't be here. Okay. You're right. Oh yeah. And, and as a healthy adult at any time, you could say, you know what? I don't actually want this to go live or I'm not comfortable with this. Right. Like that's, that's the, 
that's what's so cool about getting to use your mm-hmm. voice is you have a yeah, say. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been, it's really been interesting to have those conversations with myself about, okay, but which, which part of me is saying, I don't want this. Is it mm-hmm. me good, or is it a good, thought good. that somebody else gave me about mm-hmm. the dangers of being visible mm-hmm. and the potential and all the, okay. you know, could be used and, and that yeah. kind of thing. Yes. And yes. do I have to let that be what runs the show? No, nope. because I'm aware of it. I can see it. Right. I can choose right. a different train path. You know, I don't have to go down that rail yep. that I'm so used to um, just because I can do it on autopilot. Mm. Yeah, this is what is like kind of floating around in my head a little bit is the difference between um, visibility and exposure. So visibility, I choose. But when I'm exposed, I feel like maybe I didn't choose that. And so reclaiming the autonomy and the voice of I choose how visible I'm going to be. And I can choose that. I can turn that dial Mm to 1%. I could blast it and get all the way up, you know, as high, as comfortable as I am at any time. I'm, I'm in charge of my visibility. And that hopefully begins to heal the wounds of when I felt exposed right. and I, I wasn't sure and it didn't feel good. It didn't feel safe. Yeah, I like that. I don't think I've ever thought of the, the opposite of visibility that is also like the, the dark side of visibility, rather, um, because the only mm-hmm. word that I've been able to put to it is visibility. So, yeah, the exposed is definitely where that fear generated Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. called itself visibility and then said, it's Mm -hmm. probably always bad. And it's like, well, no, it's not. It's, it's just something that I have a decision that I can make around it. It's not something that is um, forced upon me. It's something that I can construct myself. Beautiful. Perfect. Right. That's clarity. When you can say, actually, it's not one car, it's two cars. Mm -hmm. One is exposure and one is visibility. um, And I'm in charge of this car. I'm in charge of this one. Yep. Yeah. All the time within myself. I'm in charge of how visible I am to myself. Am I in, am I in tune with myself? Am I paying attention to me right now? Or am I like, just, I don't want to face all of my mm-hmm. things. <laughs> like I, yeah, ah. definitely. Mm. Mm. That's fun. Yeah. Hi, you guys. Elise here, your podcast host for TrailerCast podcast. And I just want to take a quick moment to let you know that TrailerCast is also available on Patreon. And if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a special community for creatives. And it is a way to support the people that are behind the microphone or um, on the Zoom call or, or doing these things called podcasts. So if you have um, been affected by trailer cast and feel like contributing to the show and the making of the show, um, I'd be grateful. So if you are interested, you can check out trailercast.com or search us on Patreon. Thanks, guys. You're going to run with that, yep. huh? I, yeah, I can see your, your wheels are turning. <laughs> well, it, it reminded me of the, um, of the Facebook Live I did this morning where I was talking about mm. the difference between emotional walls and emotional boundaries where the emotional walls are not something that you personally developed with you in mind and Mm -hmm. the emotional blocks have that same kind of thing is like it doesn't mean that every single one of them doesn't have a truth to it where you can decide like you said you can turn that dial on it and decide at what Mm -hmm. level do i want to deal with this one today Mm -hmm. and you know present this one to the world but 
the boundaries are still essential too, because you do need that emotional safety yeah. and security, but on your own terms, not on what everybody else put yeah. on to you. And you just said, okay, well, I trust you. So I'm going to say that that's probably the right way to do it. Totally. This is this is everybody's work. And I think that this is something I really want people to hear is regardless of how great your family was, um, there are things we inherited that are not ours mm -hmm. to maintain. And a lot of that comes in the form of what in your language, the brick, the wall, the things that we were, you know, gifted for better yeah. or for worse, that we thought was this is how you build a house mm -hmm. then. This is how you do it. And when the, it's like the unexamined life, right? And when we're not examining what that is, then we are perpetuating what has always been. Yes. And that's when we start to see the deeply patterned roots of the alcoholic family, mm -hmm. the family with secrets, the, you know, like the, why is that everyone's divorced in that family? Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, because we're not looking at the structure of inheritance. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, so many insecurities, especially, especially, well, not especially, because it's, it's in, in both men and women, but also, um, but it, I guess it's more easily identifiable in women, um, is that so many of our mm -hmm. insecurities were passed down to us from our mother. Mm -hmm. And the way that, mm -hmm. totally. that she was able to process her own that were given to her from her mother. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, who mm -hmm. knows how far back that goes. But if, like you said- To the right, beginning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it didn't just manifest out of nowhere. It's It's been right. a, a right. building on, you know, a little yep. bit, I'm going to add a little bit in this generation, the next generation, I'm going to throw a little bit extra mm -hmm. on there. And mm -hmm. we're just going to keep passing mm -hmm. that down. But those aren't heirlooms that I want. And they're certainly not ones that right. I have to keep. Let's right. just have a big old yard right. sale and get rid of those. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so that's what we literally do visual, like with a visualization we, or metaphorically, whatever, people are going to assign what are those things? Mm -hmm. What are the things that... I have been holding on to that I'm that I'm gonna put up for sale. Five cents free, right. <laughs> straight <laughs> yeah. garbage. Yeah, free to the garbage yeah. can. Yeah, yeah. But this is this is the emotional unpacking, mm -hmm. and when we do that, we're able. We're not on a witch hunt, and I think people think that oh, if I go to therapy or if I engage in a coaching relationship, it's gonna. It's gonna, I'm gonna have to like look in every dark closet, and I'm gonna have to find this villain character. And it's like you know, this isn't about assigning blame. It's it's objectively looking to see what's there and what's good for you and what isn't. And this is adulting. This mm. is this is where the adult piece comes in. If I I get a say because I'm I'm not a child, I'm an adult, and so I say what's in my house. Yeah, yeah, and exactly because it's, and I think you're right. There's and that's where you know a lot of things for me have come from. I don't know if I'm ready to get into that because I still. I still default back into that, but then I have to figure out whose fault it is. It's like, no, it's not about blame. Mm -hmm. Just because somebody mm -hmm. was a contributor doesn't mean it was their fault. Mm -hmm. And that was something, mm -hmm. um, you know, when I w went back to my 17 year old self, I was able to identify that like yes. these things were not yep. just because of the immediate people involved. It was because of the trauma emotionally that they experienced from people that they mm -hmm. were immediately involved with. And it just yes. accidentally got given to me and I don't yep. have to keep it. Yes, this is and this is this is crucial. I think to the wise road that it is tempting to go searching for the villain. Mm. I do just believe that that is a very fruitless journey mm -hmm. because at the end you will only have the villain. You're not taking like the heroine's journey where we're not looking for whose fault it was because you're 
you're then what just going to be there with that person whose fault it was mm-hmm. and the heroine's journey is is such a different route and path to reclaiming and seeing things for as they are and discovering the truth and i think that that's ultimately the journey that we are wanting to mm-hmm. shift over onto which is what can i do about that now yeah and that's i i think the biggest part about that that people shy away from is the work you know it's hard and i mean it, watch it's any hard. movie oh, it's so hard. and you see the the heroin yeah. there there's gonna be struggles and there's you know trials that you have yeah. to go through and just getting into that when you reach the first one you're like oh never mind never mind mm-hmm. we're just gonna we're just gonna sign mm-hmm. blame over there mm-hmm. that's the villain i know exactly what my relationship is to that i am i'm helpless mm-hmm. to that that's your fault and that's easier and then yeah. it becomes yeah. god my relationships always suck men are trash i can't you know i can't find a good man <laughs> to, to save my life they're all horrible oh everybody always wants to treat me bad and it's like or mm-hmm. There's some things in yourself. What is it in you that allowed you to tolerate mm-hmm. it in the first place that allowed it to get as bad as it did? Because it's not like it just jumped there one day. It started Snaps. that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so let's just say, so then if I went back, I'm like, well, that's because of my mom. Then, so then great. So I figured out who it was. But like, again, like that doesn't erase the fact that now it's my shit. <laughs> And so it's like, that's like why I feel like the perfect example of so great. So that girl figured out why she has all those false monologues, but that doesn't um, eclipse the fact that she now has to do the work. And so I think that's what, that's the perfect example of it, why it's the false journey. Mm -hmm. So the true journey is, is being able to examine what, what may be where those things come from and then deciding what things need to be there in place in order to move forward on a on a truthful strong sturdy path so yeah because i mean what are you going to do are you going to sit and you're going to wait for that villain to come over to you and be like i am so sorry um my bad (laughs) just uh, i take it all back that's it's not going to happen and you have to decide that you know what regardless of what they're doing i'm going to do what i need but in order to do that, I'm gonna to have to dig through a lot of yep. a lot of muck to find yep. it. Yep. Yeah. Gosh, it's so interesting. Okay. Sum it up for me. What's what are the things for you that you're like, this is like this shifted for me, or this is what I want to take from today. This is like this is what stands out. Um, the biggest thing for me definitely was that additional uh, visualization is that, you know, put some control on it where you feel that block, decide yep. what it looks like. Um, visualize it even more to a point where there is a control aspect and then use that to help work through it because it doesn't, it's not just something that's overtaking you or that you are being, I'm not a victim of my circumstance. I don't have to just forever sit with that like tight throat. Like, well, I guess I'm always going to struggle with it or I can come up with some tools that are going to do it. And if a visualization for you know, most of us, that t- that tends to be the most effective thing is like put a picture mm-hmm. to it, put a familiar, controllable picture to it, and then work with that. And I think for me, that's going to be something that is is going to be super helpful to when I do have that come up where I'm like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> what on earth do I put on my yeah. social media today? It's like, okay, well, hold on. Before I can get to that, I probably have to go check in with my uh, conductor down there and mm-hmm. see what we got as far as the traffic jam. Yeah, totally. 
That's so that's so good. I like how you applied it to, to those different places as well. Like something as practical as social media or just even just a, an, a visualization where it's just you with yourself. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. Crystal, you can you can do that. And your voice, like clearly when that is open, your voice needs to be heard and needs to be in this world. So we need that freedom and we need that like just to be in a super open road. Yeah, yeah. Building that bridge will build the little flyover and keep going, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time today and your sharing and your everything. Yeah, I'm just, this was more than I hoped it could be, but I'm so glad that mm-hmm. I pushed past that like, ooh. <laughs> Me too. You know, it's you can see that you went from thinking I'm going to be a listener of mm-hmm. this show to I'm going to I'm going to be on this show, yeah. and I think that that is a pivotal um, archetype even to look at from I'm a bystander to like no it, I'm in the thing. Well, this is actually my thing. Something too that I think I want to make sure that your listeners here too is that I've listened to your show for years, and mm. I've and I told myself I was like one day I'm going to be in a place where I am going to be interviewed on her show and I am going to be a guest. And when you first started doing that, I was like, but I'm not like, am I, am I worthy enough yet? Like I haven't arrived. So like, can I do that? And I was like, "Eh, but like, if I can't, then I won't be invited in because it won't be meant for me. Mm. So why not? And now I have tangible proof that I have arrived. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we are always arriving. Right. Right. That is, I think that the idea of arrival is not based in time. Yeah. We are just always arriving. We're always in the space of arriving. Because yeah. otherwise I wouldn't be able to do this either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's always some so, new destination to head on yeah. to. Yeah, yes. I'm so glad that you decided to take yourself up on your own worthiness. Yeah, and, uh, you know, thank you for, for one, spending as much time as you do getting into your mm-hmm. own musings. Cause you know, I've, I've personally had breakthroughs listening to you. Um, and I know many um, people have, and thank you for giving this platform now to even hear other ways, like you said, of people doing the work and really being able to identify and work through it for maybe those people who aren't ready to, to personally get with mm-hmm. somebody individually and like get into their own stuff, yeah. but can still have that moment of, Oh my God, me too. Mm. You you nailed it. That's exactly what it's about, right? Is a is sometimes that private me too moment leads to a more intimate relationship where we get to do that together. So it's an honor. I Yeah. No, it's yeah. this is it, right? It's like this is why I think trailer cast is meant to be a shared experience cuz like this new version, I'm just like Dude. Yeah. Dude. Well, you can see Dude. a difference like, in the way, like, in, oh in, like the way you vibe about it too, because you're like, yeah, it's the thing. No, it, it's it's blowing my mind because I feel like I'm like I'm unwrapping it, like, oh my gosh, and just like finish, like you, don't, I don't know, I don't know what's gonna happen, and and so then this beautiful thing happens. It's like, oh my gosh, look at this beautiful thing. So yeah. it's it's really special, and it's so much better having it shared. I'm just I'm. Th- just I'm thrilled I'm tickled about it so well awesome I'm yeah. I'm so glad I could be here today really um thank you so Ditto. much Ditto. <laughs> Woohoo! okay have fun you guys 
These conversations are just kind of blowing my mind. Like one after another, they really are these special little gifts. And so if you are thinking that you also would like to be brave like Crystal, um, I'm always taking in new um, people's thoughts on wanting to be on the show. So much of what we are going through as people is applicable to what other people are going through as people. So we are not alone in our human experience, even when it feels like it. And so I'm hoping that that is something that you are picking up as we as we listen and engage in these trailer cast conversations that you'd be a great fit. And what you're experiencing would be a great fit. And we need your voice because we want to learn from you. And I'm learning every time I get to do one of these conversations, like, oh, totally. I can see where my life has paralleled that. Or I didn't see that before. Or that applies to, to where I'm at right now, literally in this exact moment. So for whatever it's worth, I just welcome you to consider doing your own TrailerCast conversation. And you can go to TrailerCast.com to sign up for that. Okay. So many things to think about in reflecting on this episode. Specifically, I wanted to just maybe um, spend, I'm going to spend some time on two things. One is visualization work and two, structural inheritance. So the first part is when we think about going to therapy or traditional talk therapy, it's, there's so many words, you guys, it's just, it's so much talking and so many words and we, we are already moving something from our initial process. We're translating that into words, maybe English. And then the therapist receives that through English and words and then into their head and then back into their body and feelings and images and sensations. And so what visualization does is it, is it gives us an ability to have to not do all that extra work and to just have the experience itself that is beyond words or that is happening so fast it's hard to put into words and I often hear people say ah like it's kind of like this or I'm trying to say it like this I just don't know how to describe it and in a visualization you don't you follow the prompt you imagine your own cute little conductor I think mine's Miranda Bailey from Grey's Anatomy I would just like to be clear about that 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 (laughs) my conductor is her she is a boss and I feel like she would get everybody moving in the right direction. Everybody listens to Bailey. Um, But when we put the details on that, right, the the picture comes alive. And now people are like, oh, I know Miranda Bailey. Like, yeah, she, no, for sure. I would absolutely trust her to conduct my emotional insights or at least the traffic. Okay. So with, with that, we go into the detail and we imagine. And so when we spend time in the imaginal, we are in the space of healing in in what is possible versus what has always been. And as soon as we shift into that space of translating our blocks into traffic jams, and now there's a clear process for how that gets taken care of, there's an immediate sensation shift of, oh, wow, I feel so much more clear. I feel so much lighter already, I think is exactly what she said. So there are several different ways to use visualizations. I would encourage you to, you can... um, you can honestly probably even just Google it and look at different guided meditations and visual meditations. I will be working on some as well for people to be able to engage. I do have some in the original form of trailer cast as well. Anyway, um, I specifically use visualizations for a couple things. If I'm entering into a difficult conversation, then I want to make sure, sure that my side of the street is clear and clean. And so my visualization might be a body scan to kind of check out where I'm holding on to any tension or bitterness or resentment or fear. Um, 
I might do a visualization to imagine. I I think I said this before, but I don't know if I have said it here, which is at the end of my work day, I imagine every person I talk to their face, what they were saying, what was happening. And I imagine this like yellow cord of compassionate healing, being able to move back and forth between us. And so I'm just kind of wanting to continue to send the work their direction, the lightness of the work and the clarity of the work and the beauty of the work. And I, I just sit there until it it feels done. And so as woo woo or weird or whatever, as that may sound, it's a way for me to kind of find closure to the day and also a way to, to, to be thankful for the work, to be in gratitude for the people that I was able to connect with that day. And, and also to bring awareness that this work is always going just because the session ends doesn't mean the thing is done. And so it's a way to kind of keep it open and a way to kind of just pay homage to the work itself. So visualizations are a really powerful thing that you can do in a therapy session, on your own, in a class, but they're, they're great. Um, the other thing that we're going to hit on is the idea of the structure of inheritance. And this is near the end of the podcast where we kind of stay in the metaphor of this of home and building and maybe the supplies or the things that we have received and just didn't know any better. So... For, so in my specific family of origin, um, addiction was very normal. This was a normal brick that was building up part of the foundation of my house. Um, everybody had a drinking problem, but in our house, that wasn't a problem. Everybody drank. So you, you, there wasn't even the language around that being a bad thing. It's just what was. So there was all these foundational pieces that were set in place in my life. And when addiction is there, then you also have things like... Um, injury and secrecy and there's just so there's a oh lordy there's so many things that come along with the supporting pieces for those big pieces so I inherited those pieces and so what I could have done is said yeah I'm drinking and driving and and drinking to blackout every night is normal because it was now I could have applied that to my own life and been like this is normal this is what everyone does this is what everyone has done this is the way it goes and built my life on that and honestly no one would have no one could have faulted me like they would have been like yeah at least you come from a really like tough like background like it makes sense that you're an alcoholic so that is that's the way the story sounds when we don't do the work of examining the underbelly of what has always been there when we just accept that this is the way it's always been okay this the work of examining these things is not to find a villain. And this is what I want you to hear, maybe even most. As soon as I begin to hunt for the villain, that means that I have immediately become the victim. When I am hunting for the villain, it's because I have stepped into role of victim. When I'm in the seat of victor, or the person who has overcome, triumphed outside of that space. I'm not concerned about the villain. I am careful to watch the process of my own journey because it was never about the villain in the first place. It is a true, you guys, it is a true, like a, a red herring, which is like the, like the thing that you think is going to happen and you go that way and it's like, oh, dang it, it wasn't over there. This is what happens, I think, in therapy often is it's easy to look to 
um, my dad, my mom, um, my grandpa, um, the people, the the thing. And what that does is it excuses me from having to grow up because I could just be like, well, this sucked. And that would be objectively true. But what that doesn't allow me to do is grow and become an adult and get be autonomous and have power and choose what's in my house and in my system and within me. And that is such, gosh, there's so much more free on this side of things. And I'll tell you, I've done both. Okay. I have spent hours in therapy learning how to be careful, uh, comfortable with other people's badness and spending time in that villain hunt. That's why I can acknowledge it, because it, would, it felt better to acknowledge that, see, um, this is why. But what I noticed, I was just kind of left with like a bad aftertaste of like, oh, cool. So now I just know that that wasn't good. And, and that's the end of my journey. Like, that's it. I just realized that shit happens like that can't be the end of I was not satisfied with that being the way that therapy would end that that's the way that that the journey just stops so I quickly realized that that was not the point and that in doing that I was just continually giving away all of my power in the pursuit of doing my own work to see what things I've been in alignment with that aren't mine what things I have tolerated, accepted, perpetuated, what things I have, what, you know, crappy bricks I've put in my own house, the things that are our mind to do, like as hard as that work of examination is, it is so worthy because then I can do something about it. And so I just, I want to, I want to draw you into this conversation. I hope you'll join us in the trailer cast community where we reflect on these things to look at what structural pieces you inherited and to realize maybe maybe for the first time that those aren't things that you have to keep that it would be more than okay for you to have a say in what you keep and what you don't and what you want to build your house with and what you don't you are capable of doing this work this is the work of adult life where we get to look back and it is okay if we are afraid. And it is okay if it was really hard, unthinkably hard. The quest is for total restoration, for true self, for internal and external freedom, to not have to fear the junk drawer anymore or the, or the, the closeted self, but that we would be able to look in any space and say, okay, I'm ready to see. So brave listeners, what came up for you as you're listening to Crystal? When have you felt exposed? When have you felt visible? When have you felt choked up? When have you felt like you needed to do some work but were afraid? When have you felt like, oh, it's just too damn much, and then did it anyway? You guys, the more we hear about other people who are doing similar things to what we're doing, the more likely we are to take that next step ourselves. And so, so may we click the button. <laughs> may we say yes. May we allow ourselves to be seen in the true gloriousness of who we are. That is your true self. You are glorious. You're glorious. Thank you for listening to TrailerCast with Elise Snipes. 
Visit TrailerCast.com to listen to all of our recorded episodes, sign up for Patreon to offer support for the show and get access to group sessions, extra bonus episodes and content, and our private Instagram account, where we continue to grow the TrailerCast community. Follow Elise on Instagram at EliseSnipes underscore collective and learn more about her work at EliseSnipes.com. Lastly, we'd love for you to take a moment and review the show on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Cheers and see you next time. We'll be right back.